and welcome to Stationary Adjacent, a podcast at the intersection of analog and digital productivity. I'm Justin Twyfin, joined as always by my friend and co-host, Stu Lennon. Hey, Stu, how's life in the Mediterranean this week? Uh, it, it's absolutely splendid. Tickety-boo. Um, I narrowly avoided uh, a tornado uh, a couple of days ago, so that was nice. Like a natural one or Mrs. L cleaning? <laughs> no, no, it was whipped up um, uh, in the sea uh, just off a place called Akrotiri, which is where there's a um, a Royal Air Force base, uh, and then sort of tore through uh, Akrotiri and down into Limassol. So missed us, uh, but it made a hell of a racket, I have to say, and then made a huge amount of mess, you know, sort of blowing buildings away and all that sort of jazz. Oh, my gosh. Delighted to have missed it, to be honest. New ta- task list. Uh check and confirm coverage on house insurance <laughs> yeah well yeah i don't quite know how it works i mean tornadoes i think are, they're not unheard of here but they are certainly quite rare we don't have to pay anything it's an act of god mm, yeah maybe yeah i mean given that we're at altitude i suspect they probably don't sort of rip through here that often but i really don't know i'm making that up so our house is in an, an extinct riverbed cool which means i can't get flood insurance sure i can understand that that's stupid it's like okay it's been extinct for well probably thousands of years who knows but anyway Uh, a blink of an eye in in geographical geological terms i suspect Uh, yeah but the amount of what that the water would have to raise to actually make this a riverbed again um, you know, the lake's a couple hundred meters below us. So anyway, <laughs> it is what it is. Nature, insurance, fun. Um, you can put that in on your uh, new Vision Pro, right? <laughs> yes, yes. That's my follow-up for the week. I've been listening and to and even watching occasionally the uh, uh, the reviews. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a giant, uh, it's a headset. Um, there's some good stuff about it, some bad stuff about it. Um, I'm feeling pretty good about it being exactly what i thought it was going to be to be honest a sort of good first generation um great signs of future promise and well not worth three thousand five hundred dollars unless you've got a podcast about it in which case you're okay guys that's great great investment don't worry this isn't becoming the apple vision pro stationary adjacent podcast Uh, we're done with this can we can we can we be done with this I don't think we could be done with it. I mean, uh, everybody who's everybody is talking about it uh, incessantly, it would seem. Yeah. Do you know how many times I've deleted podcasts this week? Because I just have no interest in it. Anyway. No, I can imagine. It is what it is. It's fine. All right. Uh, what is your tool of the week this week? Uh, well, my tool of the week this week uh, is probably the weather, actually. I mean, it's encouraging me to stay at home. It's been a bit sort of rainy cold miserable it's uh it's hammering down now actually tornado-y <laughs> what tornado-y yes <laughs> unusually uh so apart from tonight bizarrely um we've been sort of staying at home and i've had plenty of time to potter about with bits and pieces that i need to get done um so yeah i i, I guess the weather has helped me out this week what about you what wondrous things have been helping you this week oh it's it's been a rough week our weather's back down cold again Minus five when I took Coco out this morning. Ooh. But Coco has been the joy of my life this week. Uh, she got sick. Oh. And uh, 
sick as in she was on the bed in the middle of the night and there is nothing as pleasant as been woken up by the sound of a dog barfing on your covers. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I know that sound, particularly as as Charlie's, I don't know what Coco's like, but Charlie's um sick is I think it's the most powerful acid known to man. It can go through a duvet, three sheets, a mattress, a wooden mattress frame in seconds. We literally have seconds to get the uh, the offending liquid off the bed before everything is ruined forever. Mm. Ours is just a real challenge because um, Coco throws up bile. Uh, she's mm. yeah. uh, a dog that has uh, some severe food allergies. We're thinking it was caused by probably something in my daughter's room that Coco got into that she's not good with. Uh, but it was coming out of both ends and she was retching every hour on the hour kind of thing. Uh, and just throw a bile onto whatever she happened to be on. Our bed is about three feet off the ground because we've got one of those beds that has storage underneath it, which is great until you wake up with a retching dog that can't get off the bed. Mm. Um, so for three nights, uh, Mrs. T was sleeping on the couch with Coco right next to her. That way, the kicking the dog off the couch was a little bit easier when Coco was sick. Oh. Yeah, so she wasn't eating. She was just, as I say, both ends, we had um, little uh, puppy pads lying around everywhere trying to catch whatever end it came out. Um, she tried eating. Uh, well, that came back out. It was pretty brutal. And one of the problems, I don't know if you get this, Stu, long-haired dogs, mm -hmm. when they barf, you smell it in bed for the next week. If you give her a cuddle right now, it's in her fur. She's been sprayed. She's been washed. It's still there. The scent of dog sick. Ugh. Okay. Now that's enough detail of all that. <laughs> How is she now? She is back to normal this morning is the first time she's had oh, good. her normal breakfast. Um, she had a little bit of food yesterday, so that was a good day. Uh, but uh, we were keeping you know, some of the treats. She has a carrot as a treat at the end of her dinner. She was only having a little bite of that because tummies. Um, but she seems to be back to normal. We talked to the vet. The vet suggested it did sound like allergies. So she didn't go in there. There probably wasn't much we could have done apart from maybe got some liquids into her, but she was drinking and everything. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I just very stressful. Um, but she's getting better, which is, that's, that's the, most important thing. Well, I, I'm not sure if I should ever admit to this, but Mrs. T and Coco on the couch for three nights. I had some of the best nights in my bed that I've had in a long time. It was like going camping on my own. I slept fantastic, um, which means I, I, I mean, poor Mrs. T having to sleep with Coco, but no, I, I had some really good night's sleep, which was the upside to this whole thing that I will <laughs> never admit to my wife. It's the great, great irony. Um, as young men, we spend our entire energies in trying to get women into bed. And then as we get older, we just want them to go away. I would never say that because I can't afford the divorce. <laughs> uh, no, but, you know, a bed to, to oneself. I mean, I'm sure it's exactly the same for, for the wives as well. But uh, yeah, sort of when, when I'm not around, <laughs> I notice my wife sleeps pretty much diagonally. 
so that she can cover the entire the entire bed. Um, and the dogs think it's fantastic as well. I mean, I sometimes go to bed to find um, the wife and two dogs sort of taking a little portion of the bed each, leaving me absolutely no space at all. Um, and obviously I'm terrified of the wife, so I have to move Charlie around, who just accepts it, and then Spice, who is, well, closer to my wife, and she just growls at me. Yeah, lovely. Dogs are amazing. Coco can move diagonally across where I'm sleeping, the warm part of the bed, um, in the time it takes for me to get up, go to the bathroom, have a little drink of water, and come back to bed in the middle of the night. Oh, for sure. I come back, and the amount of times that I'm trying to get back into bed and I'm um, crashing down on top of a puppy that is not particularly happy with me coming back to bed. Mm -hmm. um, she thinks once I'm up, I should stay up. Ah, oh, well. It was a rough week for that. And then I found out Canadian banking sucks. With Canadian banking? I think all banking sucks, doesn't it? They're a, they're a bunch of bankers. Um, in what particular way? Oh, so I went to the bank to get some cash out. I have one of these fancy new chip cards that are all the rage. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work. I could not um, get any cash out. Uh, I was... I got a deal on something. You know, you know me last week, I was saying no material stuff. Mm. I got a deal on a part that I wanted for my truck camper. Okay. Um, and this deal, it's an expensive part. It's a, it's a step on the back that uh, is much easier for access. Um, and they're a couple of thousand dollars. And I found somebody an hour and a half's drive away that was selling one for about a quarter of the price. Uh, and when I talked to him, he had a list of people, but I said, I have cash. I can be there. Uh, and he said, if you can, it's yours. So I was in a hurry to get cash and get there. And of course, on a Sunday, one could not get any money out of the bank, which sucked. I tried to call their call center because no real bankers anymore. It's all toll free. Um, I'm not sure where this call center is, but. Uh, without sounding, they need to get people that speak a, a very good level of, of the English language uh -huh. uh, without the heavy accent and that perhaps understand the challenges of being in Canada and having this problem. Um, it was just a nightmare. And the answer, well, I they will have to mail me a new card that takes about 10 business days. Oh. So I have no access to my bank for 10 days. I was not happy. I spent... And no step for the back of your truck, presumably? Well, I ended up... Uh, I have a backup credit card uh, from a different bank because okay. I've, I've been burned by this Canadian bank before. And so I took a something I never do, a cash advance on that, just to top up the cash that I had in my wallet to get this piece. So, you know, I saved myself a MacBook Air uh, out of this whole deal. So it's, you know, substantial. Great. And when's the MacBook Air coming? Well, I didn't. I don't want a MacBook Air. But anyway, <laughs> the whole point is that, um, yeah, it was just way more stressful than it should have been. Uh -huh. uh, I am now in the process of looking for a different bank because not only do I need a backup credit card, I need a backup bank account because I'm not going to go through that junk again. You know, if you've got, if you can't get access to your cash, I'm going to be one of these guys that, you know, stuffs hundreds under the um, 
well, the three foot high <laughs> uh, bed there, you know, uh, until Coco pukes on them. I don't know. It's I, I'm I'm just <laughs> just going to fill the entire storage unit with hundred dollar bills. That's what you're going to do. Yeah, Breaking Bad style. That'll that'll be me. <laughs> I've already got the haircut for it. Yeah, exactly. On some bright side, um, the kid has gone back to the coast for some peace and quiet. For me. I mean, uh, some time with her friends. She won't get peace and quiet on the coast, surely. She'll get the opposite. Well, I don't care about her. I, I mean, I don't have to try to get her up in the morning. It's quiet here. It's just okay. very nice. The wife and I, I'm looking forward to it. She's got an idea of scoping out a move. Okay. And I was in her area the other day. She's got a suite here, a couple of bedrooms, bathroom, kitchen, uh, living space. And I'm looking at that living space and home gym, here I come. <laughs> I've already got the ideas marked out in my mind. So, um, Are you not going to be bankrupt though? Paying for, for whatever it is she is, <clears throat> in inverted commas, scoping out on the coast? Oh no, she is old enough to do this on her own. She wants to do it? Your problem. Uh, right. Okay. You and I are agreed on that. What's her view on the matter? Uh, Mrs. T is agreed on this as well. So we're all good. Uh, uh, okay. Mm -hmm. We will revisit this. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, when you say the coast, you're talking Vancouver, aren't you? Which is, yes, you know, the most expensive place on earth, give or take. She has a place to stay, perhaps. That's what she's having some conversations about uh, with some family over there. And that's what I think she wants to do. I don't know. It'll be good for her. It'll, you know, moving out adds some um, responsibility in life. And I think it's not a bad thing. You know, she's 20 years old. I think it's time to fly the coop. Sure. Well, I mean, I, I, I wish her all the best and uh, uh, thoughts and prayers for your wallet. Thank you, Stu. <laughs> But but imagine home gym. I don't have to go down and pay a monthly fee, Stu. I can buy all the stuff for 15 times the price, and I've got a place to store all my clothes. <laughs> exactly. Stuff that you don't know how to use breaks, but does, in fact, hold a shirt very well. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. It's just what I need, a place to store all my clothes uh, that uh, will be an aspirational place for me to work out. Ah, oh, it's been a week, Stu. It's been a week. Looks great on the gram, Justin. Looks great on the gram. There, all your, your dumbbells and all of that. Whew. All right. What you writing with this week, Stu? What am I writing with? Well, we've 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 had some change. We have had some progress. Uh, so um, I reloaded the Karen. Um, I don't think I got a lot of ink on the first sort of um, inking up. Uh, so I put some more into that, uh, and I'm enjoying that. That's writing very nicely. Uh, the new Pelican is lovely. Um, it's, it's in jade. I've got some um, Ed, Edelstein uh, jade in there, uh, which is sort of all matchy-matchy. Very nice. Typical Pelican. Writes very smoothly, straight out of the box. Lovely. Enjoying that. Uh, and just today, I inked up the, well, the artillery, I've called it. It's oh. it's my biggest pen. It's the Mont Blanc Meisterstück Writer's Edition Charles Dickens. Um, I've got the set, so I've got a fountain pen, um, a ballpoint, and a pencil. Um, and it's a monster of a pen. Uh, I've, I've, there is a link in the show notes. It's to some website that I've never heard of, but it just happened to have a nice um, image. 
you can't buy these uh, any more new, I don't think, but there, there'll be a few out there in the, the secondary market. Um, and I mean, it's a huge pen. It's got a massive, it's a double broad. Um, and I've put some some cool grey Montblanc in that, and it's uh, well, I, I mean, it is a fire hose of ink. Basically, it's a proper signature pen. You really wouldn't want to be writing uh, a spreadsheet with this thing. Um, but yeah, it's lovely. It's it's very nice. It needs a good polish. It's all sterling silver in the cap, um, and it's it's not looking its best. So that's on tomorrow's to do list is to give this a quick polish. Uh, and other than that, I've still got my my sort of bright colours are still going. I've got my Sailor 1911, which is loaded with uh, Mont Blanc Manganese Orange. Uh, and um, well, that's it, really. I've, I've also got on, on the go a little Coeco Sport, which has got a mystery red cartridge in it. But it's very nice. It's my Coeco Sport brass. Um, it's the, the roughest, toughest, most macho pen in the world. Uh, which is what I use in a pocket notebook, generally. What about you? What are you using this week? Any big uh, any big changes? Or are we still going through these massive pens that you picked up before? I'm still going through these massive pens. I was looking at them yesterday, and I was kind of thinking, am I in love with these combinations? Don't want to keep them for yet another week. Um, I was ready to start flushing things and cleaning things again. I don't know what I'll do, but uh, yeah, I've got, three piston fillers on the go at the moment mm -hmm. all with fine nibs i'll be here a while yeah, i would i would say so yeah. uh the twisby the visconti and the leonardo memento zero grande all big pens all lots of ink um and yeah i finished the journal the other week and we talked about it last episode and I haven't made an entry since then, Stu. I think I've been journaled out. So I got to get back to my uh, daily to-do intention. Yep. But uh, for now, uh, after 40 days and a very long 40 nights, um, I'm just taking a little bit of a break. So not much has been used this week at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, that's the thing. I mean, it, it, it's it sounds obvious, but if you're not actually writing anything, the pens do tend to last for quite a long time. Especially with a fine nib and uh, a big piston fill, mm -hmm. they uh, have a lot of lot of ink. Uh, so even if you do write all your stuff, your notes for daily writing, it's not using that much. And I had to use a ballpoint this week. Good heavens! Yeah, you, you can never get a Valentine's Day card that will take fountain pen ink with any reliability true and the price of those the hallmark tax this year oof inflation 12 dollars for a freaking card um but anyway ouch yeah uh it's the uh annual hallmark tax i look at it as but um more than anything kept mrs t happy that's the most important thing absolutely all right Stu, i want to talk about test managers now we you mentioned that you've had a deadline that you misinterpreted. I think that was a nice way of saying it. <laughs> you, you had a very short amount of time to do a heck of a lot of work. And as every productivity nerd does, Stu focused very much his first week of attention on why did I miss this and what's wrong with my task manager and what task manager should I use? Um, 
So, Stu, you you had mentioned in passing that you were trying this and this and this. And so I want to know, what are you doing with task managers these days, Stu? Well, I, 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 managing my tasks, Justin. I mean, what else? Touche, touche. Um, but I am curious about the changes, why you went through the changes. Um, what were you what are you looking for in a task manager? What functions are really important to Stu? Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, the first thing I was using Things, which is an Apple only um app. It works on sort of all the Apple platforms. It even got Wait for it, a Vision Pro. Oh, there's a selling point. Got to go buy the whole unit now. I haven't purchased yet, I'll be honest. Um, so uh, I've been using that on and off for a while. Um, I've, I've done the old training course in it. You know, it's um, it's it's things. It's very well thought of. It's won uh, App Store Design app, uh, awards, all sorts. So... Um, Part of this is that sort of active procrastination where I think, okay, what I need is a system. What's gone wrong here is a system, not the fact that I'm an ill-disciplined idiot. It's the fact that the system isn't working properly. Uh, so let's have a look what's out there. Um, what am I interested in? Well, I do quite a lot of task management on my mobile device. Um, I know this isn't really a you thing. It's more of a me thing, I think. Um, but I look at my task manager on my phone a lot, my watch. Um, when I was using iPads, I used to to look on there as well. Um, and obviously I want it to, uh, to be on my Mac too. So I want something that I can access from everywhere. That's an important thing for me. Uh, second thing that I want is, um, easy, quick capture. So when something occurs to me, I want to be able quite quickly to get that task captured one way or another, uh, whether that be on the Mac, on my watch, on the, you know, I just want it to be simple and easy because I do have them a memory like a sieve. Uh, and also I really, really don't want to break uh, my concentration any more than I have to. So I still, um, regardless of digital systems, I still always have a pad of paper pretty close to me or a bunch of index cards. And on there, I will often do my quick, quick capture just to catch uh, exactly what I need. Um, and the other thing I need is um, aesthetics. Um, I, I want it to look nice. I want it to feel nice just because, well, if you're going to have a task manager, you may as well have one that looks nice. Of course, life is too short for ugly apps, which is why we don't use Windows. Absolutely. Indeed, that's why we're, we're um, paying the Apple tax uh, annually or well, monthly, probably. Mm, yes. Cool. So what of those let you down with things? And why did you go on this journey of trying different things? I'm curious. Mm. Uh, well, okay. Well, the things is, uh, I suppose, there are two really sort of strong elements of things that were uh, to me anyway one is things is things it's quite opinionated uh it has its hierarchy uh it has its look and if you don't like it tough it's very uncustomizable in both of those things so 
um, the sort of levels that you can go to. I know you're an omnifocus guy, so you can embed things and embedded things and embedded things and embedded things and you can go on forever. Um, you can customize your views ad infinitum. Things is kind of the opposite to that. So you have only a limited amount of levels where you have areas, projects, tasks, and then um, sort of bullet lists within a task. That's your hierarchy, whether you like it or not. Um, and, you know, just thematically, you can have the light theme or you can have the dark theme. That's it. Um, and I was just a bit sort of, am I just bored at looking this up? Do I just find it all a bit dull? I know. Let's go and have a look at a few others. That's what I thought. Procrastination at its very best. Exactly. And of course, you go to the websites um, and there are some brilliant task managers out there. Who, and you just look at the website and the, you know, the, the use cases and the uh, X versus Y. And you read all that and you think, oh, look at this, this, this thing's amazing, this system. So OmniFocus, for example, what a fantastic website. You read about the company, you think, well, these seem like very nice chaps. People really care about those sort of things. Oh, look at that. OmniFocus 4, eh? Good Lord. Chance to get in on the ground floor of OmniFocus 4. And I, I, I look at these things and I think, yep, that's what I need to do. I just need to sit there for, well, in the case of OmniFocus, about 30 hours and, and learn exactly how perspectives work and what that means and what this means and how you can set up that view. And I do all that and my, my problems will be solved. Pretty much. Yeah, so I have a look at that. I downloaded OmniFocus and, you know, started playing with that. Then I thought, well, hang on. You know, these Apple people, they know what they're doing, you know, and I hear lots of very positive things about reminders. Much, much more powerful than it used to be. Uh, very pretty, you know. Uh, I mean, are there any Apple things that aren't pretty? Reminders. And actually, I use reminders already because Mrs. L and I share a, Shopping this. Mmm, reminders. That'll be good. Mm. Oh, what's this? Oh, good task. Good tasks. It's like sort of reminders on speed. So it works with reminders, but just makes it it makes it more omnifocus, really. I mean, oh yeah, I need to have a look at that because Justin, I'm a power user, of course. Uh, and then, oh, hang on. Markdown. Here's just pure simple markdown. For us keyboard wizards, us old school people, there is task paper. <laughs> Oof. Amazing. Then, also, of course, obviously, I'm, as, as I mentioned somewhat shamefacedly recently, um, I've just gone into Evernote. So I've got my little Evernote system running. You can do task management in Evernote. Ah, it's like a little sort of plug-in. I can't because I'm not giving them money. They keep sending me <laughs> messages telling me how limited my plan is uh, because I don't give them enough money. Well, there you are. You see, I mean, that, that there's your, your problem, Justin. I, if, I think you're fine. If you give lots of people money, everything will be fine. Uh, then, of course, I thought, well, hang on. Let me have a, ch have a check of setup because I do pay setup every month. Let's see, see. Oh, note plan. Oh, I've played with that before. Oh, yeah, note plan, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's got the calendar, that's got the um, the notes, and it's got the tasks. You, can do, you do it all together. Oh, yes, I like the look of that. And the accents on the app are orange. I mean, phew, you can't overlook something orange, in my view. Nope. Then, of course, there's Tana, um, which is 
Well, it's sort of, it's, how would you describe Tom? It's like, a, it is a web app. Um, it is, it's a web service more than an app, to be honest. It's um, Markdown based. Uh, it's pretty geeky. It's up there in that sort of Obsidian and Rome world. Um, uh, it's quite cool. And yeah, as as we've said before, it's, it's, it's a hobby or possibly a part-time job. Uh, likewise, Obsidian. Um, and then there are hundreds of others. I mean, literally hundreds. If you go onto the App Store, there are hundreds of task apps or task adjacent apps. Um, and I, you know, I must say, I probably had a look at all of them one way or another. Oof. A lot of work. Hmm. Well, you know, Beat's actually doing the work. <laughs> uh, this is true. I mean, it's the ultimate in uh, procrastination foreplay, isn't it? Let's look at every single app that's out there. So yep. what, what worked for you? What didn't? Why did you keep going through them? Were you just looking for the perfect app? Was there anything that, yeah. that, that talked to you, spoke to you? Well, I mean, I suppose it's a kind of um, process of elimination, to be honest. So the first ones were that I knocked on the head quite quickly were the the do it all apps. The you know, let's do everything in this app. Uh, so anybody who follows Mike Schmitz in any way will know that he does everything in Obsidian. Um, I think it's got to, he, he uses it to brush his teeth. And Obsidian can do everything. You just get a plugin made by John from Wisconsin and. Uh, Luigi from Milan, and you can put, put all this stuff in together and it all works. And it's amazing and it's incredible and it's cool. Um, if you're prepared to put the time in to learn it, and um, if you want uh, this one quite ugly app to actually do everything for you, then it can be done. But I think we've probably established that I lack the, uh, the willpower to do all that learning. And I'm slightly suspicious of the of the structure of it and you know free free really free if something's free then you're the product i do see so, you know, something like that i've heard phrases like that so all of those obsidian tana um also evernote which isn't free but um i was just mm, no I'm, I'm not wild about this sort of super duper app that does everything um the exception to that would be note plan um that note plan is really going places. Um, and I would recommend to people who, who like the idea of, of sort of combination apps. Um, if you like to sort of time block and task management into time blocking and have your notes there all in one sort of interchangeable interface, but you like a bit of um, uh, markdown writing, keyboard shortcuts, take a look at note plan. It's, it's, mm, it's interesting, but, I'd sort of ruled out all of the all-in-ones. I just went, okay, the, these are not for me. I want a task manager that's really good, that manages my tasks. That's what I'm after. Um, likewise, task paper. I got, oh, look, all this markdown. I love it. Merlin Mann loves it. It must be good if Merlin Mann likes it. Um, for me, that was quite simple. It was Mac only. So I, I could rule that out because hmm. I want something that will work on my phone too. Uh, I did try good task for a while. Uh, alongside uh, reminders. So I put everything into reminders, set up a whole load of lists. Uh, and, you know, you just bump into the limitations that reminders has, which is it is supposed to be really simple, and it is. So it doesn't do a lot of the things that I've come to expect from using OmniFocus and things. And so I'm like, mm, okay, oh, let's try this good task add-on. 
Um, and it felt like I was adding Microsoft Outlook on top of Reminders. It, it just, it was weird. Well, I've got to tell you, I, well, you were talking earlier, I remembered that I have Reminders on my computer and actually opened it. And first off, it said, welcome, uh, click here. Would you like the tour? Uh, which tells you how often I use it. Uh, I have never seen a interface that was as confusing as reminders. So putting Outlook on it, oof, I could just imagine how rough that is. <laughs> um, I, I remember reminders when it, yeah, I, I must have not used that since, uh, since coming to very early in my Mac days. Um, yeah, uh, it's definitely changed a lot. I'll give you that, but uh, oof. it certainly has. Yeah, um, and and that's that's a good modern interface, Justin. I think the problem is that perhaps modern interface is not your thing. Yeah, I want something that um, I understand what I'm supposed to do with it. <laughs> Though, again, you know, in in my defense, I'm just looking at a very very blank app at the moment because I've got absolutely nothing in there for sure. <laughs> reminder zero family zero reminder zero family zero i don't even know why i have two sets of lists in there today zero schedule zero all zero complete it uh, yeah yeah everything is zero in there so uh, i'm sure if i tried to enter something i'd have much more of an interesting uh, discussion on it but as of now you lost me at outlook <laughs> yeah i mean it just um you know i think good task probably is okay um but and I think reminders is okay. It's just neither was quite right. Um, and I think also I sort of came into this with memories of my last sort of uh, tour around the uh, the task management world. And at that time, um, I, I sort of decided that, and I'm sorry I didn't decide, I ascertained that things omnifocused and Todoist um, are the sort of best in class. They are the top three really in terms of task management. Did you actually look at Microsoft Outlook? Because I think that has task yep. management, isn't it? Yep. I mean, I have a um, a deep, deep loathing for, um, well, Microsoft, Microsoft Outlook. Um, I, I, I have it installed um, and I, I have it for that one client. Um, and of course, I have all of the notifications turned off. Uh, so I'm the most irritating person in the company because they go, well, I sent you an email. Oh, did you? Well, hang on, I'll open it. Um, no, I, I, no, I loathe. I loathe Outlook. I just think the idea of actually opening your email with all the distraction that email comes with to look at a task manager sure. is a bad idea. But, you know, we do have listeners that are on Windows, so I was kind of curious mm. if you had gone as part of this journey. Microsoft to do. Um, the app to do is very good, um, particularly if, as you say, you're working on a Windows machine and you've got Outlook and you're working in Word and Excel. Microsoft to do is is part of that suite, um, and it, it's it's good. It is good. It's I suppose the equivalent of just living in the entire sort of Apple um, infrastructure. You can live in the entire Microsoft infrastructure, and everything is is connected and kind of works well together. So huh. I wouldn't rule them out, but I'm not, I'm not in the Microsoft world. Don't recall ever hearing about this, um, Microsoft to do. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's a, oh, it's a web app. Download app or open the web app. Oof. <laughs> uh, we'll close that tab in a hurry. Okay. Uh, Stu, where were we? <laughs> um, on better things that seem to make sense for us. 
Okay, so look, these these top three, there's things that I'm already using. Uh, then there's OmniFocus, um, which is, I suppose, the Rolls-Royce in the, in, the, uh, in the field. This is the big one. Uh, it's been around a long time. It's been very actively developed, and it has 1,755,000 options per screen, broadly. Um, and then there's Todoist, which is, I suppose, somewhere between the three, but we'll, between the two, we'll, we'll come back to that in a minute. I've done a course <laughs> on OmniFocus. Uh, I wanted to get into OmniFocus. I mean, I think when we first started this podcast, I was just finishing with, with OmniFocus. Um, and it never stuck for me, I think, because I ran out of energy. Um, I think it's one of those things that if you adopt it and it clicks with you, it works brilliantly. If you adopt it and it doesn't really click with you and you get lazy, which is <clears throat> Uh, quite quite a common theme with me um it just very quickly becomes this huge sort of millstone that doesn't actually work very well um not its fault it, it's not you omnifocus it's me but i i looked at omnifocus for i uh, did the sort of free trial and just went how mm, i really can't be bothered I, I can't i can't learn about these perspectives and the inspector i'll just go away um and so I eliminated that on it just being too tough for me to to sort of implement immediately um, and not wanting to make the the investment. Um, so that then left me with things versus Todoist, which is really a case of looking at Todoist um, because I know things pretty well because I use it all the time. Um, so I downloaded it. Um, it's free to download. Um, and I, I guess I kind of liked the look um to do is a little bit more malleable than things you can you know you can change colors <gasps> exciting um you can change change the way it looks um the way it sort of displays it is pretty web appy <laughs> there's there's no getting away from it uh it does look a bit web appy but it i mean i looked at them side by side on a monitor and actually the differences between things and to do is in display terms, were pretty small. Um, but with Todoist, I could customize everything. I thought, oh, well, that's quite nice. I would enjoy that. Um, and then I thought, okay, well, what about time blocking? Time blocking is something that, you know, that I do. And I only recently discovered <laughs> that um, in things, I can click on a task and I can drag it across to my calendar and it will drop into my calendar um, as a, you know, whatever my default sort of calendar entry is. So if you set them at 30 minutes then it'll drop it as a 30 minute task um and then you can amend it like you can in any other calendar sort of event so that was like okay that's time blocking easy enough even for an idiot like me to do that um you know that's arguably easier than doing it uh analog so i thought okay well how does uh how does todoist do that um well, Todoist will do pretty much anything you want with a calendar as long as that calendar starts with G and ends in Google. Oof. So it wants you to go onto Google calendars. And I've, I used to be on Google calendars. Um, Nero's Notes, we had um, Google Suite or Google Apps for business, or you know, it changed its name about 15 times. And so we had all of that functionality, and I sort of carried that over into my, into my life. Um, However, <laughs> Mrs. L is is now relatively comfortable in the in the world of Apple 
and she likes her Apple calendars. So I would find myself now with Apple calendars and Google calendars if I wanted to go that way. Um, everything that I've got is, is that I do it in Apple calendars. And so I was thinking, mm, okay, do I want to go to Google? Oh, not sure. And then that took me down another little rabbit hole, which is um, Todoist is big in integrations. So um, you can connect it to all sorts of funky things. Um, and one of the things that it was talking about was um, Trevor. Have you come across Trevor? Trevor AI. Hey, up Trevor. I know. I know Trevor. <laughs> no, I don't know a Trevor AI, but I know a Trevor. No. Well, Trevor AI is, um, as far as I can work out, is um, an artificial intelligence that really tries to help you with time blocking um, and planning your day and stuff, which I think is a you know an admirable thing to do. I mean, how much help one needs with this, I'm not entirely sure. But again, if you look at the website and you look at the thing, this is really look at all those automations, and because it's AI, it starts working out what you want. So it goes ah. It's just in a studio. It's Thursday. They're, they're going to want a podcast. That's what they're going to want to do. Um, and so I was, again, you know, oh, this is really cool. I like this. And I looked at some of the other things that Todoist does. So um, if you're into, uh, and I used to be back in the day, uh, if this, then that, or um, uh, Zapier or Zapier, uh, sort of web services that will link all sorts of other web services, you can do anything you can automate stuff you didn't even know you wanted to automate um and that's a red flag for me because i know that i love the concept of this but the execution of it i absolutely loathe um and so i was like okay we're getting into a world here that i kind of want to be that person but i'm not um and i'm, I'm really not i use my email or my email provides to me a lot of tasks, whether that be work or um, private. A lot of stuff that I need to do comes to me through email. I think that's probably true for most people. Um, so moving stuff from my email to my task manager, I want that to be as seamless as possible. I use Spark, which I think we've probably covered, and there's no difference. Spark, um, there's a one button, a one key uh, shortcut to move a task to Todoist and there's a different key to move it to uh things so it's actually i think it's uh i think it's option h for things and option o for todoist uh so there's you know, literally nothing between them the organization sort of you know i said to you that there's a quite a fixed hierarchy in things there is in todoist it's slightly different but it's about the same um in that you have you know, I think four or five levels. You can't really get all embedded like you might be able to in um, OmniFocus. But they're broadly similar in that respect. So at this point, I was kind of thinking, hmm, Todoist looks quite good fun. It's going to be fresh. It's going to be new. It's going to be, um, from that point of view, therefore, more interesting for me. But actually, it doesn't do much more. And the things that it does do more, I don't want. And I don't want to go and say, all right, I'm going to move to Google calendars, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I, you know, very often I'm seduced by the, by the Google concept of, you know, we're always on the web. 
what you need is a really simple computer and a whole bunch of web services that sort everything out for you. I think it's a wonderful utopian idea. Until they cancel it on you. Well, A, they cancel it, or B, somebody kicks the, the plug out of the router. <laughs> and you, oh, my entire workflow has just collapsed. I can do nothing. Um, and given that I live in a country where people kick routers a lot, i.e. not the actual router, but you know, I can lose internet for reasons that are never truly explained. It's like I can lose power for reasons that never truly explained. Oh, it's a bit like the Canadian banking system. It just suddenly stops <laughs> working. I guess so. Yeah. So I was like, mm, I am. Uh, so I'm, I'm sort of, you know, thinking things and then just by the by, I had a look at the money. Um, how much does all this stuff cost? So OmniFocus 4, which is the latest iteration, can be subscribed to for 10 bucks a month or a hundred bucks a year. Oof. Um, or, or you can buy it, uh, 75 bucks for standard access across all of your Apple platform or 150 for pro access i didn't look into the differences because i don't care um uh to doist uh for the sort of i think the free version does not very much um then you can do uh this one which is 48 dollars a year or five dollars a month or 48 pounds a year or five pounds a month or it seems every currency the number stayed the same really um or there's a sort of enterprise one which is i've you know, silly, silly numbers. Uh, and then there's things which uh, doesn't have a subscription. It's one-offs. Uh, it's $50 for Mac, 10 bucks for iPhone and watch, uh, 20 bucks for iPad and 30 bucks for the Vision Pro. Because if you can afford the Vision Pro, 30 bucks is nothing. Exactly. You wouldn't even notice the 30 bucks. I wouldn't have thought. Um, uh, I mean, the fact is I have paid for Mac. I've paid for iPhone and watch. I've paid for iPad. So I have those already. Um, so <laughs> monetarily, it was quite simple. Use the thing you've got, you idiots. Um, so kicked all that around and went, yeah, it's kind of things. <laughs> things is where I need to be, um, which is handy because it's where I am. Um, I tried to break this down into why. Um, one, uh, it's more Apple than Apple. I mean, it is, it is a very good looking app. It is a very pleasing app. It is uh, a very clever app. Um, the fact that I'm a bit bored of looking at it, you know, it's about me, not it. It is very simple. If one wants it to be, you can do some quite funky advanced things. Um, I think I'm aware of one really irritating tweak in it, um, that has been irritating for years and they steadfastly refuse to fix it. Um, but you can get around that. And that is if you have a repeating task, um, you cannot tick off a repeating task early. It's a feature and not an error. <laughs> yeah. So if I've got prep uh, stationary adjacent for every Wednesday, and because you're very conscientious and by Monday night you put up um, an empty show note, and on Tuesday I finish my show notes, I want to go and click that on Wednesday. I can't. Oof. Why? Nobody knows. That would drive me nuts. <laughs> well, you just have to wait for it to pop up on Wednesday morning. <laughs> I've already done that. Um, but anyway, that's the one thing that it's a bit annoying. I've paid for it. <laughs> that's another, I suppose. That's a big one, actually. I, I, we'll talk about that in a minute because this is part of why I was interested in this conversation. Uh, and 
Yeah, I mean, I suppose the biggest thing is that Todoist, for all of its positives, and I think there are loads of them, and I think it, you know, is very well thought of and very well subscribed to because it does do a really good job. But it is for that that world of the web where you want to have integrations, where you want to have connectivity, where you're happy to play in the world of, you know, Google and uh, all of your data. God only knows what happens to it. Um, I, I think it's it's lovely. It's really seductive. Um, but like you, I'm old, I'm battered by life. And I just know that when I'm sitting on an airplane and nothing works, I think, oh, hang on, <laughs> this isn't great. Or when I'm in a place where I'm paying, you know, big bucks for data, it's like, mm, you know, I, I don't want all this stuff to suddenly catch up and start sinking. Um, I want something that's on device and works. Um, that said, I haven't deleted to do this yet, so you never know. <laughs> <laughs> do you often go places in Cyprus that you don't have data slash cell service? Oh, no, no. I mean, well, uh, cell service, yeah, we lose that a lot. Um, but not places that I'm likely to be doing any work, to be honest. No, that's international travel. And in many ways, um, that that's a hang-up that I have from my earlier life. Well, what am I going to do when I'm traveling? I think, well, I don't actually travel. And when I do, I'm not working. But um I, I like the idea of, you know, being in its walled garden and me being, it's still a web, web uh, sync, but, you know, if I've got my phone with me, which is where I enter most of my tasks or where I tick off most of my tasks, then I will be pretty much up to date. Yeah. I just was thinking because there's a lot of stuff that's sort of in my task manager that, you know, like you, I have it on my phone, one of the places I do do capture um, and I am frequently out of cell service. I'm about a 10 minute drive to the end of cell service uh, that starts up uh, another two or three hours the other direction. So, you know, there's huge swaths of my area that simply don't have cell service. And, you know, because I'm a guy that likes to get out on the weekends, you know, if I think of something I need to do, definitely that would be a bit of a barrier for me, but I do realize that I'm kind of a, an odd case there. Most of the rest of the world, uh, civilized world. Yeah. They've all got self-service all the time. Uh, I think, uh, you know, in England, I was talking to somebody, a friend over there the other day and the concept of not having cell service anywhere. Um, this is somebody on top of a mountain watching a movie on uh, their streaming device uh, while they were camping. Uh, the idea of not having cell service was very remote to them. Like, whoa, how, how uncivilized. They've led a very sheltered life because at 75 miles from London um, in, in Hampshire, we, we, could, we had vast swathes of land that had no, no service. But sounds like you were speaking to a city slicker who's gone to the right mountain. Uh, it was Peak District, uh, not Peak District, Lake District up there. Lake District, yeah. It's all very skinny up there, you see. It's, it's where the country gets quite thin. There's only one mast in the middle, but it's enough. Uh, that's probably what it's all about. Anyway, I was just <laughs> curious. Uh, interesting, interesting. So you're you're happy with things. How much time did you spend on all of this process, putting things in, testing it out, figuring out what you liked? Uh, I, it seems like a lot of work. Well, I... I it is and it isn't, I think. I mean, you, you know, you can you can spend a couple of hours on the web just going through things and eliminating things quite easily. Um, and then 
once you start playing, I mean, all I did really with OmniFocus was just set up one project. And then I did it with Todoist as well. I set up one project and started, you know, just playing with things and, you know, okay, oh, look, I've got to put the trash, which is a recurring thing. How do you do that? You know, blah, blah, blah. And start playing with it, getting a feel for it. Um, and then, you know, those things that I've, those things, <laughs> those things that I've recently got to, um, to start doing like, you know, dragging and dropping tasks in there for a bit of time blocking. Okay. So how do I do that on to do? Oh, dragging and dropping isn't working. I can't drag anything. What's going on? Do a little bit of research. Ah, right. Okay. So I'd have to connect this to that, to do this, to do that. And you know, there's ways around it always. Um, and like I say, for me, that's like, okay, this is red flag time. Um, you know, uh, if this, then that is, is great. Uh, Zapier is great. Um, I have Zapier automations running. Uh, that constantly surprised me because I haven't looked at them in about a year and a half or no, two and a half, three years. And suddenly I'll just, for one reason or another, I'll, I'll get something saying, oh, this hasn't worked. I go, oh, I had no idea that I was doing that. That's the first time in three years that it's failed and it's taking an Instagram post and putting it on uh, Twitter or something, you know, it's little simple things like that. So um, I don't think I've put that much time into it. I put a lot of mental energy into it. Uh, which I think is probably what you're doing when you're procrastinating. <laughs> it's just, I'm going to direct my energy at this. I mean, I've got something similar today. Um, I have a couple of clients uh, who I've agreed that I'm going to provide with our whole new set of policies and procedures. And um, it's, you know, it's a fairly straightforward process. I, I have a supplier who gives me templates um, for which I pay. I hasten to add. Um, and then I, um, customize those templates to suit the business. And, uh, and the template just means that I don't miss anything essentially. Uh, and it's, it's not the hardest work I do, but it is some of the most boring. <laughs> and I can tell that the, the deadlines are coming. Cause I'm thinking, hmm. so this morning, Mrs. Lennon got, uh, a, well, a good, I suppose, 200 line email complete with photographs on how I think the kitchen should look going forward. <laughs> that was my procrastination this morning. Um, so the uh, she, she's very keen to get an air fryer, which is, is all the rage. Um, and uh, so I, 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 I did the thing, you know, as, as family IT guy, I went on and did, did the research, look at the reviews, where's the best, what's the best, how's the best. Um, and then, okay, well, if you're going to have that, then you don't need this. You don't need only put that on. And so uh, I'm like, I've, I've actually removed things from the kitchen worktop, which I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get shouted out for in a minute. Or actually I might go upstairs in a minute and find they've all come back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's a long and detailed email saying, oh no, I think we should do that. We should put that there and this here, and that's how that should work. And this part of the kitchen is where we plate. This is where we serve. That is where we prepare. That, and I'm, as I was writing it, I was saying, yep, definitely got some procrastination going on here. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's, I mean, in fairness, the provisional mark for the, uh, for the dissertation is, is on the, is, you know, is in my folder in the website, but it's still provisional. Um, so it looks like I'm going to be okay. Um, assuming that some senior examiner doesn't go, no, no, good God, he's an idiot. Um, then I, I think I would have got away with Yay! my procrastination and still managed to put a good paper out, but we'll see. Well, uh, a provisional congratulations on that. Thank you. Provisionally, I'm delighted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, is there anything missing from things that you would like? I'm just kind of curious if there's if there's anything from your exploration with all these different 
applications of whether there's something you kind of go, you know, this would be nice. Well, I mean, it'd be nice if I could tick off recurring tasks early, um, the one we touched on earlier. Um, but any, everybody that uses things quite quite wants that. Um, I love OmniFocus's uh, review functionality, uh, which, you know, without going into huge depth, for each project you can set up a, a review frequency. So you can say these things I only need to look at once a quarter, this I need to look at once a month, this I need to look at once a week, um, which makes it, I think, a very intelligent automated review system whereas my review system is as part of my weekly review i have to look at everything in things and prompts help i think particularly when you say okay i don't need to look at that because i've i've already set that you know quarterly is enough for that of course you can do that manually it's just nice to have that that i think omnifocus that's a great function that it has mm-hmm. um and i'd like to be able to customize things a bit more i'd, you know, I'd like to make it um change color look different perhaps use cards instead of lines you know all that type of stuff it's working for you though at the moment yeah yeah i mean the you know still plenty of work to do um and you know it's it's the discipline of setting up the task properly setting up projects properly where you know i think i look at my things i looked through my things as part of this process and go 95 percent of what i've put in here i haven't put deadlines on I haven't put start dates on. I've just created a whole list of sort of ineffable things that, you know, theoretically fall within my responsibility. I don't know. A lot of those sound like they could be effed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this isn't, you know, this isn't GTD. This is Stu just writing stuff down. And what I need to do is, you know, look into those things. And, and that's what I've been doing over the last uh, couple of weeks is taking projects and putting some, uh, I suppose, some brackets around them, some some time frames, uh, and, you know, being honest about things and going, okay, well, maybe that actually, yeah, maybe that is a, what is it, someday maybe <laughs> task that actually it's not really something that needs to be here. Mm, very cool. Um, your research has helped me in ways that you don't even know yet because I'm not sure how much you've read the show notes. Um, so I... I wanted to talk about this with Stu. OmniFocus. I've been on OmniFocus three for, well, a while. Um, mm. I've been on OmniFocus for a long time. OmniFocus 4, the last I heard about it, um, I used to be on OmniFocus has a Slack server for yeah. customer support feedback. And for the longest time I was on there, I was on the draft swan. I was on um the overcast one and i just started dropping out and getting rid of those I, i'm still members but i don't have them in my application sure. because they just became a distraction the comp- um, the completionist in me has to at least look and see why i'm getting a little dot that mm. says i have to look at this stupid thing anyway um so i have not been following it but when they were working on it like their web app it was going to be a subscription-based model mm. and i'm i'm really over subscription-based models i'm feeling the monthly pinch or the yearly pinch because a lot of them are yearly and they come up and they're a big amount of money and um, all of a sudden some of them go really expensive i just got my backblaze renewal and that was stupido money um because it's gone up 
you know, probably almost 50% from last year. I did not want to take on another subscription-based model, especially for something where there's so many options. I know there's a lot of options out there. Uh, so I had to um, discuss this mostly so I could go through and see what his conclusions were. What Stu actually did do, because I pointed that this out, that this was the reason I wanted to talk about it, he said, oh, that's not true. Pricing's different now. So I looked at it. Uh, I have the Pro version, 150 USD for the OmniFocus 4. Mm. However, uh, there is this process where you can get an upgrade discount. So... Yesterday, after I did all my show prep as well, Stu had already put his notes in. I kind of looked and went, there are some other things that are good, but they still things, has a couple things that Stu doesn't like about them, and I would have to buy it. Yeah, if I didn't want to pay a monthly subscription, that might be an option for me. But I looked around at all the update choices from OmniFocus, mm -hmm. uh, and I spent... Now, I know this is going to sound terrible. I spent probably a half an hour with all my different combinations of versions and user IDs and serial numbers trying to figure out if any of them qualified for the upgrade price from OmniFocus. And finally, I think about the fourth one that I put in there, which tells you how many versions of OmniFocus I've bought. Um, it gave me a different choice for... Uh, purchasing $75 US. Okay. Now, OmniFocus, um, everything is in there. The fact of taking it out, trusted system, we've talked about that before. It, sure. it is my trusted system. I rely on it. Going to Nuon, I would have doubt. I would have concerns. Um, what am I going to miss? What am I going to learn? Um, the fact that I could buy it for upgrade pricing, I actually pulled the pin on this yesterday before Sue and I even talked about this. Um, so I spent yesterday afternoon updating all of my devices because I have it everywhere, of course. And once you migrate your database, your shared database, everything changed. Um, so yeah, I upgraded yesterday based on pre-reading Stu's notes. Um, is it any different? Not really, uh, but... If there's a new version, an old version for something that is my trusted system, I've got to stay with the trusted system. Mm -hmm. And it's a fair price. I, I certainly, at $75 US, I get my money's worth out of this. It's every maybe three years that I upgrade one of these, two or three years. Sure. So it's a very fair investment for me in this platform. I feel good about it. I, I feel like I'm supporting the developer. I'm up to date, so I should expect that things will continue to work the way that I hope they will. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty happy. Uh, a lot of that is I haven't changed much. And uh, no change on a trusted system is certainly uh, one of the advantages. If things worked before, and I believe that OmniFocus, this has been out for a little while, is a quality company that would handle transitions well. Um, yeah, I did the upgrade. So I'm happy with it. Cool. Can't say it's really worth it. There's anything worth the upgrade value, apart from the fact on security that it's going to continue to work. And you know what else I did, Stu? No. 
I upgraded to Sonoma at the same time on both of my computers. Oh, Sonoma. Oh, I thought you were still on Mountain Lion. Pretty much. Yep. I've, I, I dragged my bus as far as um, upgrades to operating systems and uh, looking at the release notes of the latest updates. It's like, okay, it's fine. So... There we go. I'm 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 up to date on my task managers. I'm up to date on my operating system. I'm trying to figure out why the heck uh, things move on my desktop. But you know, things don't need to be that. the The desktop files don't need to be that big. I use um, Spaces. Uh, I'm not sure if you do those too. So I have different Spaces, and I want a different background on each one. Uh, Sonoma upgrade blew away all my desktop backgrounds on my spaces and because I have them set up particular ways I want to be able to always visually see what's in this space what's in that space I have different backgrounds um, and apparently now the backgrounds because it blew away all the files that I was using before they're all movie backgrounds and they take forever to download oof <laughs> uh, it sounds like um a completely unnecessary change. Yes, fantastic. Yeah, it's it's fine, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy with it. I'm feel my takeaway coming from this, staying with what is trusted, what works for me, and that more than anything, I've got my data in and I'm familiar with. If you stay there, do stew. Come the big circle and go back to what you've already bought and what works. <laughs> How about you, Stu? Any takeaways for you? I, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's the old truth, I suppose, the the central truth of it all. It's not the tool. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Um, if you use Todoist, if you use Things, if you use uh, OmniFocus, or even if you use Reminders, it really doesn't matter which one you use, as long as you know what you're doing, you trust the system, that's you know, Justin's byword, um, and that you have the discipline to follow the system. So a task manager is only as good as the as the information that you give it and the, the visits that you pay to it. So it needs to become a central part of how you plan your, your time, your day, your week, your month. Um, and so that's, I guess, the, the lesson for me. Yeah, having a mooch around, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I do it all the time with lots of different things. I look at notes systems. I look at task managers. I look at calendars. Um, and that's, I suppose, it's a weird leisure activity, but there you are. Um, but finally, when it's time to get the work done, just use the tool to get the work done. Don't get too obsessed with the tool. This is kind of like taking over for social media for you, isn't it? Here, <laughs> let's delve deep into it. Let's go into notes apps this week and task managers the next week. And uh, who knows what we'll be in. We'll be into uh, word alternatives or uh, spreadsheets coming up anytime from Stu. <laughs> I can't wait. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you a quick uh, tangential anecdote. Um, because I'm not keeping up with, uh, with social media or news anymore. <laughs> um, I'm listening to more podcasts from different sources, reading more things. And um, I wrote a blog post about one of the podcasts I listened to. Um, you should go and check that out at stuartlennon.com. But uh, one that I haven't written about, because it was only a couple of days ago, <laughs> but I, I literally burst into tears in the gym, which is it's not a great look when you're you know, focused on, on sort of 
maximizing your muscle gain and all this stuff. I was I was listening to a podcast, um, and I'm, I'm not trying to put anybody down a day now, but it was it was about the Holocaust, um, and it's by um, the uh, there's a, a gentleman called Max Eisner who survived Auschwitz. He's uh, he's Canadian now, um, originally um, Czech, then Hungarian, and now Canadian. I don't know if he's still alive. I think this was 20, 2019, 2020 that he uh, was being interviewed. He he wrote a book, um, and he was talking about his experience as a young man um, imprisoned in Auschwitz and uh, you know the the death march and I mean just just horrific stuff. I mean told in a very uh, matter of fact way by by someone who's um, well, just incredibly fortunate to have survived. Um, I think the book is, is called um, Just By Luck or Just By Chance or something, All By Chance, because um, he recognises that it wasn't anything particularly special that he did. He, he got lucky on a couple of occasions. But just an incredible, incredible story. And <laughs> I was just like, I was so upset by it. And then I, was, I, I left the gym. I don't think anybody noticed. I'm sitting in my car sobbing. I'm like, hmm, maybe I should just go back to social media. Maybe that would be better. I, I've heard of the impact of social media. That uh, can't say I've ever really cried. Maybe cried laughing, but <laughs> maybe my curated feed is not so bad. <laughs> maybe not. Crazy stuff. Well, I'm, you know, it's nice that such, such a thing can actually make you feel. It's always a good thing. Sure. You're maybe not as much of a psychopath as me. <laughs> maybe not call back to last week <laughs> all right Stu where can people find you on the interwebs uh, as soon as you're not doing social media anymore sure well you can find me at uh, stuartlennon.com um, you can send me an email if you like at hello at stuartlennon.com if you want um, uh, my businesses are still sort of knocking around on social to a certain extent so there's nerosnotes.co.uk uh, for some lovely stationery if you're into that sort of thing uh, which I guess you would be listening to this podcast uh, that's still on X um, it's still around on Facebook and Instagram it's Nero's Notes um, and there's um, anti-money laundering consultancy very grown up serious that's at uh, limeconsulting.com but don't go there unless you've really got nothing else to do what about you, Justin? Where can people find you? Again, been quiet. You can find links to things that I do, justintwyford.com. You can also send both of us an email, stationaryadjacent at gmail.com. Really appreciate your feedback. Uh, can you do me a favor? Please like and review us on your podcast catcher choice because we really do need your help and appreciate your recommendations to your friends and colleagues. And speaking of friends... Oh, what a segue, Stu. That's going to be our next topic. Beautiful stuff. What it means to be, to have, to hold, and what are our expectations. It'll be a deep conversation. Until then, goodbye and stay productive. Yes, us. <laughs>